Hello, you're listening to Abiding Life Studios. I'm Noah Wells, and today in the studio I have Steve Reinhard. He is from Colorado Springs. And on the phone today we have Tracy Wolf, and he is from Modesto, California. Hi, guys. Hi, Noah. Everybody there? there? Yeah. So, uh, did you guys all have a good New Year's? Wonderful. <clears throat> Thanks so yeah. much for having us here. We're really, I've been looking for, forward to this podcast for a long time. I'm so glad you're doing these. It's so exciting to see what the Lord's doing through you and through Biting Life Ministries. And, and we've, you know, we're longtime friends of you and the ministry and Tracy. I think Tracy and I go back to like one of the very first men's retreats Biting Life Ministries did probably 30 years ago at this point. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. And we're still friends yeah. and like each other. That's even better. Yeah, that's even more surprising. Yeah. <laughs> that's really amazing. Yeah, we're glad to be, to be here with you guys today. Thank you, uh, Noah and Binding Life, for allowing us this time. Uh, we pray that our discussion today will be uh, uplifting to those who have an opportunity to look in and listen. And uh, we just thank you for all you guys are doing and how the ministry is progressing uh, in these days. So i um, yeah, we had a great weekend, a great New Year's, and uh, we're just glad to be here. So, uh, amen. Praise the Lord. And, Tracy, could you tell us a little bit about yourself? Like, uh, I know you have a, a job, and then you have a side ministry, I believe. Is that correct? Uh, yes, I'm an almond grower. I have been for a long time, and I've been a pastor for a number of years. Currently, we're not posted anywhere. Uh, we do a work in Africa. Uh, our main thing now is with a church and a local school in uh, Kabbalah, Uganda. As a matter of fact, we're preparing to leave for there tomorrow for about five weeks when we'll do a pastor conference and basically whatever comes through the door. So, yeah, that's it. We have, uh, Mary and I have 13 grandchildren and um, are excited about moving on here with whatever he has next for us. Wow, five weeks, huh? And that's with your wife you go out there? Oh, yeah, she would not let me go. I mean, she loves it over there, so, yeah. She's <laughs> and does anyone else go out there with you? Um, so far, no, not since we took a uh, youth trip over there way back in 2004. Since then, only one of the time we took another couple. And uh, so other than that, it's just been her and I, pretty much. Oh, that's cool. That sounds like a lot of fun. It is. It's, it's interesting, you know, when you go with uh, sort of a plan and uh, what you want to do, what you want to accomplish, and it's very interesting to see how the Lord, you know, adjusts that to His will and way, and brings things to our door that um, we weren't prepared for, uh, but He was. So we walk through that with Him, and it's it's been good. We uh, really appreciate the time over there. Yeah, it's fun when you just take one foot in front of the other and just see what the Lord does with it. You know, just be that person. It's Amen. fun to see it what the be, Lord does. It can, be, it can be a bit frightening at times, but so far we've made it. Oh yeah, <laughs> definitely. Yeah, and I know when, uh, uh, I don't know, remember when the last time you were out here, probably was six or seven months, at least to my house, you had a really cool idea about unbounding. Can you talk a little bit about more about that? Sure. Yeah, we were there, I think, in April or something like that uh, this past year. Um, yeah. Yes, uh, the unbound inspiration came from a situation that occurred while we were on a little uh, retreat over at Mount Hermon, California. It's a Christian retreat over there close to Santa Cruz, and long story short, while we were there, I received a phone call from a friend of mine here in Modesto, whose uh, daughter had passed away somewhat unexpectedly, 
she had been in a car wreck and had been recovering and uh, was in a home for a while. She was convalescing and became very sick. Uh, they rushed her to the hospital. They found out she was septic. And he called me on one day, asked for prayer, called me the next day, and she had passed. And uh, we were just, wow. you know, devastated. Uh, she was 27 years old, and this man had lost his wife about four years before that, and his father not long after that. So in about four years' time, he lost his wife, his father, and his daughter. And I'm just thinking, my goodness, you know, how do you deal with that? So so that's that was sort of the inspiration for what happened. And I was, as I was reading my Bible later that day, out on the deck of our little cabin there, um, just for some reason, I was reading Matthew 11 on the account of uh, Jesus raising Lazarus from the dead. And uh, yeah, it's a very familiar story. We've read it, I don't know how many times. But as I was reading through it again, this time, uh, like about verse 44 of that chapter, Christ just simply says, he says, speaking about Lazarus, he says, unbind him and let him go. And all of a sudden, my heart and soul were just filled with this idea of being unbound in Christ and by Christ. And it just lifted my heart and my head. And uh, so that inspired me to start thinking about how unbound we truly are. And as we move into the new year here, um, I think it's important, at least for me, and I, I hope for everyone who may be listening or has a chance to listen, as we begin this new year to remember once again how truly free we are in Christ. We've been unbound from so much uh, in this life that tends to drag us down, and we go about our lives day to day and all the things we have to do and all the things we traffic in, and we become bound up again uh, in some of these areas where, in truth, if we just get back to what we know and who we are, we realize that we can walk in the freedom that Christ gives us every day. Yeah, I like the I like how that sounds. So, Tracy, this is Steve here. Um, just to kind of follow a follow up question, um, and to kind of clarify what you mean by unbound, is it is it more that we're as Christians we're all alive in Christ, like Lazarus was? You know, he's brought back to life. He came back to life, but he still had grave clothes on, and um, they, he needed to have those grave clothes removed. Um, or are you saying that we already have a grave, we're brought back to life and we already have the grave clothes removed and maybe we put them back on? Um, yes, possibly so. Uh, we can put them back on or we can just simply forget that, that we've had them removed. Uh, life's circumstances, life's daily crush of events, uh, that we must do here in order to, you know, to get along here with our job, our life, our ministry, whatever it might be. That they can tend to, to rob us of the idea or the knowledge that, hey, I'm unbound in Christ. You know, he's, he's unbound me and set me free. And uh, yet, sometimes I yield to the flesh, walk in the flesh for a while, and we begin to get all bound up again by things that we should be freed from. So, yeah, that's the idea. You know, it just impacted me afresh that day um, that we were no longer bound. And all the struggles that uh, that this girl had, you know, in life here, and she had a few. Uh, she's unbound from all that in heaven now, even though it's tough, it was very tough, and still is, I'm sure, for her father and the family. But yet, the knowledge that she's unbound in Christ, and we are too, even while we're here on the earth, we can live, you know, like Mike used to say, we have a God, you know, we're, we have the ability 
to know this one who has set us free by the blood and the cross of Christ. Yeah, I really like what you're saying there, and I re- and that really resonates with me, especially the freedom that we have. Um, you know, I I just love that verse in Galatians um, five where he says, uh, you know, it's for freedom that Christ has set us free, and that really seems like that ties in with this whole idea of being recognizing how free and unbound we really are, and especially as we approach the, you know, we're already here in the new year. I really like the idea of going forward now experiencing that freedom in a, in an eternal way like the that girl who passed away and went to be with the Lord is right now experiencing but also experiencing that freedom that eternal freedom right now because we are eternal beings does that Amen. does that fit in absolutely and so along with the passage you mentioned there in Galatians Paul tells us not to be entangled again with the yoke of bondage and, and and I think that's a real that's a real important part of that scripture as we we you know make it our uh, aim at least um, no doubt we fall short at times but we make it our aim to not allow things out there to bind us down again and to get us you know to worry doubt and fear all which the enemy loves for us to traffic in because if we're doing that then our eyes and our focus for that period of time are off of the Lord Jesus. Yeah and. I can definitely relate to this because, like, uh, the unbound and then getting bound up, as in, I know when I dealt with suicide a lot, the enemy would bug me, and I would get deep bounded into it all and want to kill myself and think about it all the time. Then I would really feel unbound when I'd go to Christ and, you know, feel that freedom again. And that would last, you know, sometimes it would last three days, sometimes it would only last a couple hours. And then the enemy would say something to me again about me being an idiot or stupid, retarded, stuff like that that I um, always hated about myself. And then I would go right back into being bound up until start stop going to that spot with the enemy and just said, no, I'm going right to the Lord with this. And then I would Amen. just constantly unbound. There's a point in that process where the Lord will remind you, thankfully, praise his name, that he does that. He reminds us, you know, what are you doing here? You know, you're, you're this blood-bought child of mine, and, and your, your acting or your thinking uh, is not correct at the moment here, and you need to come, you need to come back uh, to the center here, come back to truth. You know, you've been unbound. You've been set free. Uh, you know, from all of that, and don't let those things bind you up again. Like again, like Paul's message to the Galatians. There, don't be entangled again with that yoke of bondage. As we move into the new year here, it's just a great reminder for me, and I trust all of us that we learn to, you know, to try and do that <laughs> more of a daily basis when when the troubles come, and they will come this year, like they do every year. And so it's our opportunity, our privilege. And dare we say our responsibility to to remember, you know, where where we've been from, where we've been set free from, uh, and you know we have we have all we need spiritually here in this life, and we tend to lose sight of that if we're not very careful. Yeah, I agree. You can go into that spiral pretty quick. I know Steve and I have talked about this uh, many times as the enemy really doesn't have that hard of a job because all he has to do with me is say one word to me and then he can just leave because it's my choice then to run with that. I like how Steve says it. He he says, you know, Satan will give you a 
a package or a present, you know, and it's then it's your choice to open that up and then accept it and take it in and run with it. And once he told me that, it really helped. I, I went into this weird depression. I don't know. What do you think, Steve? Like eight months ago or something? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, and I was really beating myself up again and like getting bound up like you're talking about. And I just closed my eyes and just pictured a package. And I just put all those lies in that package that Satan had been telling me and just taped it back up and handed it back to him and said, nope, no thank you. And then just went with the Lord, and it went away right away. Amen. Yeah, that's really cool. That's really cool. You know, I think I, I like what tr- those verses you're sharing with us, Tracy. And I've been thinking a lot of, lately, <clears throat> especially in terms of the new year, you know, we often think about the Christian life, and sometimes it seems like it's really a struggle, and it's really hard and everything. And um, and we want to, I'd like to acknowledge that. Yeah, it is a lot. It is a struggle sometimes, and it's really hard, but what the hard part is when I've entangled myself again with the yoke of bondage, because Jesus said, and this is one of the things that has always attracted me to him, is that come to me, take my yoke upon you, and learn of me, because my yoke's easy. It's easy. And I think that's a that's a thing that we kind of, I don't know, struggle, at least I do, is like, what the heck, heck, what the heck does that mean? Because sometimes it sure doesn't seem easy. But that, but his yoke is easy and his burden is light. And so I think oftentimes when I've entangled myself again with a yoke of bondage, you know, a lot of times it's, be, and it's, it's, for me, it's like a red flashing light. If it's really hard, if things are really hard, things are really, I'm really struggling, man, that's such a great red flashing light that, I've got on somebody else's yoke or my own yoke or, Mm -hmm. you know, I've entangled myself with a yoke made out of barbed wire, not something that's easy and light and that unites me with Christ. And that was one of the things I I really wanted to maybe hit on. I know we were kind of, we're working on a time schedule here, but one of the things that you had mentioned on your, your blog, Tracy, was that being unbound kind of through our recognition of being one with Christ. I wonder if you could talk with, uh, talk a little bit more about that. Especially in context Uh, with some of the things that Noah was talking about being depressed and beating, beating ourselves up and being down on our, I mean, honestly, I think so many, so many folks that I get to rub elbows with, they just, uh, instead of seeing themselves as, uh, as they are, they kind of don't like themselves, maybe even hate themselves. I'm wondering if you could kind of address that in that oneness with Christ, too. Sure. Yeah, before we get to that, though, if you don't mind, I, one thing, it all goes hand in glove here, but, but the, the idea that you know we're unbound by forgiveness primarily is, is paramount in the whole thing, because we all know that that's a bedrock, that's the foundation of our Christian life, is the fact that we've been forgiven, we've been unbound by forgiveness, and I think oftentimes we move into a new year, or maybe the enemy will hit us with something that's out of our past, and there's an issue of forgiveness there that we may not have dealt with, and if we're still harboring that, then we are bound by that until we can finally come to the point where we can forgive the other party, and whatever might be the need, the situation there, realizing as tough as it is that there may never be any reconciliation or anything coming from the other party, but that doesn't prevent us or doesn't free or not, how should I say it, 
doesn't mean we shouldn't forgive the other person, move on past that and pray for them, that God will have his way in that whole thing in their life. So it's important that we try and keep that slate as clean as we can and be sure we're not harboring uh, some unforgiveness as as we move on, even to the new year. And that's just not the new year. It's, you know, it's every day we come into situations where, the, where we're reminded. I love that analogy about how, you know, the, the devil gives us a present or he'll whisper something into our ear from the past that just slays us for the moment. And we need to remember that we are unbound by forgiveness, and therefore that's due from us uh, to that other party, uh, very important. And then along with that, and I think it helps to know that we are indeed one with Christ. Uh, John John 17 is obviously the uh, ground zero uh, for being one with him. And as you read through those scriptures, it's, it's, it's just literally mind-blowing to hear some of the things that uh, John says in that, uh, in that prayer, the Christ prayer, actually, uh, you know, that if, uh, like in John 11, uh, John 17, 11b, he says things like that they may be one even as we are one. Uh, and you think about that. And I'm, I remember reading over that back when this whole thing was sort of taking form in my heart and mind here about being unbound and realizing that Christ is asking God that we might be one with those two even as they are one. And I'm thinking, wow, you don't get any closer to God than Jesus, right? And here we are, we are that we're in that same relationship, and that just blows me away. I have trouble wrapping my mind, my that I have here on the earth, uh, around that fact. It continues in verse 21, where he says that they may be one, just as you are in me and I in you, that they may be also in us so that the world might believe that you sent me. So you see how important it is. I mean, it's not only just for our comfort and encouragement, and it's, it's great for that, but it's also a very evangelistic move when we can begin to walk in and to present and to live in a way that lets the world know that, hey, you know, these folks, these people, uh, they have something here, that, that they might believe that you have sent me. What is it? about them uh, that makes them able to do that. He says in verse 23, I and them, and you and me, that they may become perfectly one, so that the world may know that you have sent me, and listen to this, and love them even as you love me. Can you imagine that? Does that has that really penetrated us to the degree that it should? Probably not. I'm going to let Noah answer that question, as I don't want to be, feel guilty this early in the morning. <laughs> no guilt intended. I'm just, I'm just saying. My goodness, what are yeah, we, what yeah. are we, what are we handling here other than the very life of Christ? Yeah, and I know when I talked to uh, Alex Matthew, he mentioned to me that Christ lives in me. And I live in Christ. And for me, that was a hard one. And maybe it still is. It's hard for me. Like, I, I've always known, of course, Christ lives in me. I understand that. But it's it's always been hard for me to think about, like, I feel like I'm not worthy enough to live in, in Christ as well. Does that make sense to you guys? Uh, sure, yeah. We're not worthy it, without his without Yeah, his that's what I feel. I don't feel like I'm worthy. Yeah, and all that's been imputed to us, and we, we know that. But, yeah, you know, letting that be resident in our thought life and our process every day, 
and it takes a little bit of um, practice, if you will, or, or recognizing that it's true and choosing to walk in it. Mm. And I think there's a lot of our problem is we, we don't choose when the opportunity is there, we'll make the wrong choice or we'll put it off or we don't feel like it or whatever. Yeah, and you know, I like, I, I really, I think feeling it is important. Not to the degree that I have to believe it to feel it, but I, I, I think that I be, or feel it to believe it. But I think the more we enter into the reality of that, that and um, and and no, I wanted to ask. I wanted to just like come back with that idea of, of no, I can't understand how you would not be worthy because it's not based on you really based on god right and how much he loves you and and i know you and i love you and it's like wow it's i don't ever i'm i'm hope no it doesn't ever feel like he has to be worthy of my love because it's just a natural outpouring of of who he is and who i am and that i really really enjoy being with you and i really care about you without any effort without you having to be anything other than who you are which is to me is like I had a friend send me this really great card <clears throat> saying how much he appreciated and and uh, loved me. And it was a quote out of an old hymn that says something like, I'll try and say, I can't, I have a hard time, I'm not singing on this podcast, but I have a hard time saying these words without singing. And um, anyway, it's a, if this, if there's a, it's about the love of God, the love of God is greater, greater far than tongue or pen can ever tell, reaches to the uh, highest star and, reaches down to the lowest hell uh, and then it goes um if all the men on earth were scribes by trade and every stock on earth was a pen and the sea was the ink and the sky was the canvas the paper to write on there's not enough there's enough not enough men to write the love of god there's not enough pens to write the love of god there's not enough ink in the sea to write the love of god and the sky's too small to write the love of God. And my friend wrote me this card and he goes, yeah, I really don't, you know, this is kind of like divine love, but I'm sending you this card because it's kind of how I feel. And it's probably not something we as humans can experience. And I read that card and I thought, oh no, this is what Tracy's talking about. Mm -hmm. I do love you that way. Right. I really do love you that way. And I care about you. And I know you love me that way. And that's the divine that we are one. We get to experience that and feel that and know that no matter what, we are one. I mean, it's a reality. Right. Does that make sense? Or am yeah, I way it off does. Base? Well, I liked what you said at the beginning there, too. Is And then I was just sitting here thinking about it, is when I'm with the Lord, I really enjoy myself. Mm. But then to think he's enjoying himself just as much as I am. Uh you know, and that's, <clears throat> that's cool. That's amazing, isn't it? Yeah, that is amazing, because he's enjoying the the conversation. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Yeah, he, so you know, he, he likes a, to be with us. And that, you know, we, we, we have a little bit of difficulty, you know, wrapping our experience, our brains around that. And it's true. I, uh, I think that's Brendan Manning at one time said one of his books, that, you know, God is just knocked out by you. If you're his child, you know, he, he just... <laughs> He's knocked out by you. He just loves to be with you, and we don't we don't feel that at a gut level like we should. And uh, mm-hmm. you know, there's a number of reasons for that. But the truth is, uh, we are that tight with him. We're one with him in Christ, and and um, 
uh, that just you know it goes with this whole idea of being you know, being set free, being unbound, being free in Christ that we all know about, and yet, um, admittedly, we struggle with it, making it more of a reality in our life. Yeah, and this is a great opportunity to be reminded of that. I really like what you said. God's knocked out by you. I mean, what a what a great way to enter into this new year. I have I have a friend, and he and he kind of says it this way. He goes, you know, God's got a he's got a fireplace, and on top of his fireplace, there's a hearth, and and my picture's on top of that hearth, <laughs> and he really enjoys it. And I was like, right on, right on. If that's how we're, you know, he he's our father. He cares about us, and I'm I'm just uh, you know I I'm knocked out by just hanging out with you guys. I can't I just can't imagine, and I just know you a little bit. I guess if I knew you like the Lord knows you, I think I would just. Uh, be overwhelmed with even more love because it's, you know, it's just so neat to be able to experience that kind of connection. That's a spiritual connection. It's mm-hmm. a, an emotional connection. It's a mental connection, but it's a heartfelt, it's a heart connection where we really are experiencing that oneness that we have with the Lord kind of through one another and in one another. And I get to be able to connect with Jesus and, and know and, I'm here looking at him and be able to connect with the Jesus in Tracy. And so that was one of my other questions for Tracy in terms of being unbound. You know, Lazarus didn't go, you know, he was raised from the dead. He was still in the tomb. But he needs somebody else to roll the stone away and to unbind and wrap those, you know, grave clothes, unwrap those grave clothes off. And I'm so uh, my question is something like this, Tracy, do like, do I need that from you and Noah or is that something, I guess that's my question. Do, can, can, can you help do that for me? Oh, I think so. If, if we're, you know, if we're open and honest with one another, which, you know, you know, sometimes men have a little difficulty in uh, being that way. But if we, particularly with friends like you guys, we can open up to and, say, look, you know, this is going on, that's going on, or, and then just to have, you know, somebody say, well, wait a minute, uh, brother, uh, has, has the Lord changed? Uh, what's going on here? Well, have you forgotten, basically the question is, have you forgotten, you know, where you're from, who you are, who you belong to, where you're going? You know, I think that's one of the reasons why people marveled at Christ like they did when, when he was here on the earth. We may talk more about that here in a bit, if, we, if time permits, but... But he, when he was here, he knew some very simple and yet very profound things. And, and I think it's incumbent upon us, to, if we're going to walk in this life the way that we all want to, uh, being unbound and enjoying the freedom and the oneness and all those blessings that we have in Christ, we need to remember um, who we are. Jesus knew that he was the Son of God. Obviously, that's an understatement, but he he knew that, and he knew... He knew where he was from. He knew that you know his father sent him from heaven, and he knew where he was going. He knew that when this his mission here was finished, that the father would receive him back. So he knew who he was, where he was from, and where he was going. And with those three uh, facts in in view in mind, nothing that ever happened to him here on the earth ever rattled him. Now in the Garden of Gethsemane, yes, the human side of him asked for that cup to pass. But he quickly said, "Your will be done," and it was. So, and so everything that came to him, you know, just look, think through the Gospels, all the encounters he had with the people. He wasn't rattled by any of that, and that's our problem. We get rattled by 
something or with some situation, and we tend to forget those three basic facts, who we are, where we're from, and where we're going. And if we can keep those things, you know, resident, uh, <laughs> which I'll freely admit I don't always do that because, you know, I'm involved with day-to-day, like, like we all are. And, it, and it's hard mm-hmm. in the day-to-day crush of life to keep those three things resident. But if we get down to it, or we can have a brother who can come along at, at the right moment, and, and you know, how, how often have we received a phone call or an email or something from a friend who, when you're thinking you're about as low as the dirt, somebody will remind you of something you said or something that you guys have experienced together, and it instantly it lifts your spirit. You notice a, a lift in your spirit as we focus once again on Jesus and what we have in him, who we are, where we're from, and where we're going. You know, it's like, yeah, uh, all of that causes us to once again plug into the joy and the forgiveness and the peace and all of that that we have. It's a journey that we're all in. You know, it's, I think it was Mike who told us years ago that there's a, in Matthew 11, there's a rest that's given, and there's a rest that's, that's found. And, and some days we need to refine that rest. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, so you're basically saying, you know, who I see myself in Christ, correct? Yeah. Instead of basically what the, I know what the enemy wants me to see myself in. And sometimes, you know, even myself wants, you know, I want to look at myself like I'm stupid and worthless, but that's not who I am. No. And so that, that, takes, that takes, you know, if you will, that takes an act of ours as far as recognizing and getting back to the fact of saying, wait a minute, you know, I, I need to choose this truth and refuse uh, the lie that the enemy, at, at, for the moment, has me, you know, bound up with and choose the truth over that, and once we focus back on that, then we'll, we'll notice a lift in our spirit, and even though the situation may not go away, at least we're, we're walking now where we need to be. Yeah, I really like, you've used that word focus quite a few times there, Tracy, I like that a lot, because that really, uh, and, and our old buddy Mike always used to say, what gets your attention gets you. And uh, what gets your focus gets you, mm-hmm. and th- and in a way that's a that's a can be a negative thing and it can be a positive thing. So if my focus is on, oh, you know how I I really blew it with my wife this morning when I got out and said something that wasn't very kind, and and now I'm trying to hide from it or feel guilty if that's my focus, then she's going to probably get more of that. Or versus if I do that and then I can go and ask her to forgive me and uh, uh, be able to take responsibility and focus on Christ in it and see that there's something really great where I get to see Christ in that whole interchange that we, Manoa and I were talking earlier today that you know we get to see really a privilege to be able to see Christ in everything in life. And that's really... A matter of focus, of choosing what we focus on, and you know, making that choice. And I kind of think maybe that's one of the keys to having the grave clothes unwrapped off of us, is to have that focus return to Christ. And like you were saying, who He was. And I just like to throw out for me is like, who am I? I'm just I'm gonna throw some ideas out that I've been thinking about lately. Well, I'm eternal. I didn't have a beginning and an end because guess what? I have eternal life. So that means I'm eternal. 
and where my friend well i'm pa- i'm from all eternity past and where where am i going i get to walk with god for eternity present or paternity future and where am i now is I, i'm here on this earth walking with christ and it's really exciting one of the things that Noah and i were traveling with his dad to africa a few years back and we were talking about this and he's like you know you guys really need to be mourning and we're like you know, you say some really dumb things, Mike. This is really one of the dumber ones. He goes, no, this is a time to mourn. This is a time to weep. This is a time to cry. This is a time to feel those emotions because there's a time coming when you won't be feeling. There will be no more tears. There will be no more mourning. There will be no more weeping. This is the time to have those experiences. And I think that's so important right now, especially coming into this new year is to Let's see what God's doing in each of our lives and experience everything we can about him right now on this earth. Because there is a time coming when we won't have these human bodies. We won't experience the same things that we do now. And uh, anyway, I just thought that really fits into having the walking with an easy yoke, Jesus's easy yoke, and not becoming entangled again with a yoke of bondage or, you know, wrapping grave clothes up back on myself to try and hide something about me that maybe I don't like, but it's really not a big deal to the Lord. Hmm. Any thoughts on that? Uh, absolutely. I, mean, I would agree wholeheartedly. It's just that the idea of taking that back, and, and uh, that's a great thought Mike had there about, you know, now's the time for that, because, uh, boy, praise the Lord, the time's coming when that's going to be over for us. They'll wipe away every tear. Uh, they're, again, hard to imagine, but we believe it's true because the Word tells us it is, and no more tears, no more pain, uh, things being set right, whatever that's going to look like, you know, um, that's up to Him, and we'll be fine with it. And so there's just a whole lot about the other side that we don't know until we get there. Uh, we get to think about it, enjoy it, and the thought of it. But what it's really going to be like, I think, um, well, the Word tells us, you know, you know I have seen or you're heard or any of that, that's what's prepared for those that know and love Him. Yeah, how exciting. Yeah. Amen. Amen. You know, I just want to say thank you to Tracy to talk about the unbounding. I think that was a really good subject. I think we could talk about that for, you know, a long time. Again, thank you for the opportunity. Uh, do remember us in your prayers as we leave for Uganda tomorrow. And uh, if it's the Lord's will, maybe sometime while we're there, we can do one from uh, Kabbalah, Uganda. Thank you very much, and may God bless you. Yeah, and that'd be great. And uh, Tracy, can you tell people your blog just so they can reach out and read stuff that's uh, going on? Yeah, with you? It's, it's a bit. Um, if they go there, they're going to basically read what we talked about, which is fine. That's an embobacy.blogspot.com. That's a that's a local Ugandan word that means God's grace. Let me spell it for you. It's N E M B A B A Z I dot blogspot dot com. So, yeah, there you go, and uh, yeah, enjoy and um, just the, the janglings of a guy who loves the Lord. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, and I just want to end it as, you know, with this new year, just encourage people to look at themselves, how how they see themselves in Christ and not how the world wants to see him or the enemy or, you know. Amen. Or Steve, how Steve sees me. You know, just see how <laughs> the Lord sees you. <laughs> you know, and and, you know, I always want to say just start that conversation with the Lord. Start now. Start that relationship if you haven't already or just or even do it more in the year. 
It's great Amen. to have a conversation. Perfect opportunity. And, Every day is a good opportunity, but new beginnings, and there's no better new beginning to be found in Christ. Exactly, and just like how Steve brought up that good point on the Lord's enjoying the conversation just as much as you are, so just get into it and do it and see what happens, see what the Lord does with it. And that's what I, that's what I really enjoy, and that's what I really learned last year is mm. just having that relationship with Christ. And, and I really learned to love myself as much as he loves me. And that was huge for me. Praise that was a big difference. So, yeah, and as I know Steve and I talked about before, uh, the last time we met was how cool it would be if whenever the enemy brought something to you, uh, you know, bringing you down, it'd be so cool at some point in your life you could actually just say, oh, thanks for bringing that up. I'm going to bring that <laughs> to the Lord now. You know, <laughs> it'd be so cool to get to that point and not just go right down into the dips, you know, deeps. <laughs> of the sea what we usually do so i was just thinking about that just how it'd be so cool to get to that point where the enemy brings something up you're like oh yeah that's a really good point thanks thanks for bringing that up to me i'm gonna go bring that to god now (laughs) you know we can practice doing that sometime i can be the devil and you can just like oh yeah perfect (laughs) yeah you can just tell me everything i'm doing wrong (laughs) Uh, amen yeah so i'd just like to say thank you to tracy thank you to steve for Willing, be willing to do a podcast, and uh, I'm sure we'll do more together. Um, yeah, we'll try to do that one in Africa. And, uh, yeah, thanks for listening. Um, if you guys need to check anything else out, the website is abidinglife.com. And we have a Facebook, Abiding Life, and an Instagram, Abiding Life. Steve, you have anything else to add? or? I just want to thank you, Noah, for the opportunity to be with you and share our hearts together and be with Tracy long time friend and brother in Christ. I feel so honored and blessed to be with you guys and to be able to take a few minutes and just share what's on our hearts and look forward to this new year, walking with you and walking with the Lord in it. Uh, I'm really excited about what the Lord's doing uh, in each of us and in each of the places he's put us to serve uh, yeah. And especially, you know, uh, with uh, Abiding Life Ministries, I'm really excited about that. Yeah. Absolutely. Thanks again. Amen. Yeah, it'll be exciting to see what happens this year for for all of us. Thank you very right much. On. God bless you guys. Well, Tracy, have I, I don't know if Noah's still recording or not, but have a great trip. Um, looking forward to checking out your blog and seeing, do you regularly post on that from over when you're in uh, Uganda? Uh, actually, no. Uh, this one is kind of just where I've been writing my, just some vain jangling, not vain, but janglings of a guy who loves the Lord. And my, my wife's encouraged me to do it since I no longer have the outlet of the ministry that we had before. So, no, yeah. but we, we, do, we do have a blog that you can check out. She keeps one that's, uh, it's wolfsinafrica.blogspot. So, yeah, it's, uh, typically we'll link that one to our Facebook page. Uh, she, okay. she keeps kind of she keeps a little bit of a running a journal, so to speak, and some pictures of what we've been doing. Uh, sometimes she goes several days without putting one up, and she'll put one up covering you know the last four or five days. So that's Wolf's in Africa. Blogspot dot com, I believe. Uh, and if you, okay, again, great. We, we link that one to our Facebook page, so that should be easy to get to. I'll definitely look up Wolf's in Africa. Blogspot dot com. Yeah, that'll be great. Great. Thank you for listening, and we'll have another podcast soon.